Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast is Howard Drescher. Oh, I'm so glad that April is gone. Oh, my. For the month of April, I have hardly done any shows. For some reason, the month of April, for me, seems to be at what I call a very, very kind of a, dis I don't know, it's a depression kind of month. For some reason, I can't do anything in the month of April. I'm always so tired. I'm exhausted. I just need a break. And I can honestly say, thanks for the month of May. And I am so happy that we are out of the month of April. And now keep in mind, the month of April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month. Now, I should be all over that with at least 15 to 20 shows but just for some reason, that month sucks the life out of me. And I have no idea why. It's been that way probably for about 10, maybe 10 years, roughly 10 years. It could be maybe when I started doing these podcast shows too. Honestly, I tell you the truth, I really don't know. But that's just the way it is. I'm your host again, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, DistractedDB. And if you got to get this show, along with all my previous shows, go to iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon, just type in the keyword DistractedDB. What a show I have for you. And let's tip off this show right now, starting out with, with three stories that I have. Three stories that I have right now. What is the common thread? What is the theme for each and every one of these? All of these have one thing in common. And it's something that is so obvious to not only myself, but probably to victims along the way. Anybody who's been a victim has listened to this show before in the past, they know when I say one thing with these shows, all three of them, what is the one thing that they all have in common? And we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we do that, I want to just let you know that it is now time for... And now it's time for the top story from the previous show. 
show. All right, the top story from the previous show will come from ABC 15 down there in Arizona, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Uh, we all know about these different roads, and they all have every state, every city, every road has some kind of potential of a disaster for danger. And this is also true with this story here, again, from ABC 15 out in Arizona. Begin with family neighbors looking for answers after a head-on crash sent a man to the hospital. Yeah, this happened at 56th Street in Indian School. Witnesses say this is not the first time. They worry it could happen again. And ABC 15's Patrick Hayes taking action to see what the city is doing. Phoenix police investigating another serious crash on 56th Street. Disappointed that it happened again and that, you know, we've had another major accident and still no real, no real news as to anything being done about it. Bailey Ogren has been living near 56th Street for less than a year. We moved in in July and this is our fifth time calling 911. A couple months ago, an Arizona judge died after being hit near 56th Street in Camelback. It's, it's happening a lot and they're seeming to get worse. Ogren says the person who caused Thursday's crash was speeding through the roundabout and hit the other car Head on. Less than 24 hours after the crash happened, you could still see pieces from both of those vehicles involved. Now, the city says they do have a plan in place to help make the area safer. The problem is construction won't get started for a couple of years. The city also plans on adding bike lanes and sidewalks, which they say will also help people slow down. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the plan. I've, we've, we've heard all about it, seen it. Everybody's excited about, you know, beautifying any part of the city. Um, unfortunately, though, it's safety that we have to address. After taking these concerns to the transportation department, a spokesperson with the city says they're going to be adding a speed feedback trailer to the area. Ogren hopes it helps. And I'll be more than happy to sing anybody's praises who comes and steps up. In Phoenix, Patrick Hayes, ABC 15. That was the top story from the previous show. All right, that's the top story from the previous show, and I want to thank ABC 15 for allowing me to use the sound. And it's true. Every state, every city, every town, every countryside has some kind of road or something that just seems to be just a little bit too dangerous. And as many times as people have complained about it, nothing is ever being done about it. Maybe, hopefully, there in the Phoenix, Arizona area, hopefully something now will change. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. All right, when I come back, oh, yes. Oh, yes. There is nothing worse than a scumbag who actually drives a vehicle and hits a 13-year-old or hits any child and just keeps on going until they get caught. We'll be back right after this. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car. You kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. 
If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. And it seems like it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a long time since I've done a show. It's been about 10 10, 11, 12 days. I, I just for the end of month of April, it just burned out. I just, I just like, oh man, I just couldn't do it as much as I wanted to. I looked at the audio that I had. I had, I have people that help me get my audio bites and everything like that. And I just looked at them and go, nah, I just don't feel it. Now that the month of May is here, and by the way, the month of May is Motorcycle Awareness Month. Hello, if you're driving a car, pay attention to the motorcyclists on the road. They are there, so share the road. Simple as that. Just share the road. Nothing else will be handled more gracefully than you passing a motorcycle or a motorcycle rider passing you without any friction. It is such a graceful move. I have done it many times myself. I have done it riding a motorcycle, and I have done it in my car, sliding just a little bit to the left and allowing them to go on, on the right-hand side of me, uh, depending on what lane you're in. That's how that works. And it's just a great thing for them to gracefully move past you. And I've seen it many times where cars will slowly move over to the right and not allow that motorcyclist to pass why? Why you want to be a jerk? Why you want to be that? Just move over and do things right. All right, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, as I mentioned. Here's a story that I got from ABC 13. I'm sorry, ABC 15. And it deals with a police uh, arresting a hit-and-run alleged driver for the death of a 13-year-old. Now, to me, it just doesn't sound right. If you hit something or your car makes a big bump, you probably got to stop because you probably just hit something or somebody. But yet people go through like it, like they are just oblivious to the world. Oh, I'm in my own little bubble. Nothing's ever, I never hit nothing. Nothing ever hits me and I just drive down the road. No, it doesn't always work that way. Again, here's the story from ABC 15. And again, I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. It's the white pickup truck that has been the focus of the Valley for days. Found less than half a mile from where a Valley 13-year-old was hit and killed on his way home from school. Armelia Fabiano is joining us live this morning from Goodyear with more details on this one. And Amelia, we're finally getting a look at the suspect this morning. 
At Liston, Goodyear police are confirming 44-year-old Richard Romo is the man they arrested last night, accusing him of being the driver of hitting and killing that 13-year-old boy on Tuesday. We're also getting a, a look at him this morning. This is the mugshot that Maricopa County Sheriff's Office has sent to us now that he has been uh, booked. He's in the process of getting booked into jail. And our crew was also on scene last night when the white pickup truck, he's accused of driving the, the truck that hit this 13-year-old boy earlier this week. Our crew saw it getting towed away. You can see the truck did clearly have front-end damage on it, and it had just been sitting in a driveway at the time. Dylan's father telling us police told him that suspect was his own neighbor living just blocks away from them and where all of this happened. Again, this is less than half a mile, that arrest taking place from where Dylan was hit and killed on Tuesday. Dylan Buenseseso, when he was heading home from school on his bicycle, we know he was an eighth grader at nearby Estrella Mountain Elementary School. That school district telling us they, of course, do have a crisis team now to help those students and teachers cope with this unexpected and unimaginable loss. Our crew also speaking to one of Dylan's classmates about the arrest made in connection to his death last night. I just felt happy because first, you know, there's justice for Dylan right there because, you know, we found who did those horrible things and we found the evidence. But at the same time, I just felt like something more could have been done. Yeah, this arrest bringing some closure, of course, but it is such a tough loss for this community. You can see this memorial growing near where Dylan lost his life earlier this week. Dozens of flowers and balloons. As far as this suspect, Richard Romo, we are working to confirm when he'll make his first appearance in front of a judge to hear those charges formally read to him. We'll send it back to you. All right, Amelia Fabiano, live for us this morning. Thank you, Amelia. All right, again, I want to thank uh, ABC 15 for allowing me to use that sound. Again, a neighbor just down the road, two or three houses or maybe half a block down from where he, he lives at. And you don't have a guts enough to do whatever you got to do and do the right thing. You're a gutless person. And I hopefully they throw the book at this guy. It has got to stop. I have mentioned this many times before. Things like these has got to stop. And yet they still continue. I don't understand. And for the life of me, I just don't understand why it just continues that way. It's less like over and over and over again. I am just, seems like I'm just preaching to the choir. If I'm preaching to the choir, just let me know. I just don't get it. Well, when we come back, I got another story about somebody who's a twisted-minded person. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. 
Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Gresham, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and on Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get this show, along with all my other archive shows, at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon, which I have now surpassed... Ooh, I don't know, about 110 different shows on there. So I'm moving up the ladder. Uh, It's moving along quite nicely, if you will. Although some people are just not getting a message. So if you want to let your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your niece, your nephew, or anybody like that about this podcast, feel free to tell them. Because you never know, it may just save somebody's life. And that's all I'm trying to do. Cut down on these distracted driving, cut down on the hit and runs, cut down on the DUIs, and all of this. All right, so here's the second story that I got for today, and it's from Fox 13 out there in Utah. And unfortunately, a woman that was killed by a hit and run driver uh, in Salt Lake City, she was like five months pregnant. And there is nothing worse than having someone killed and then having one to be pregnant two you have your two-year-old daughter in the car with you and they end up getting critically injured in the crash and again this story comes from uh fox 13 and i appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound First, we continue to follow developing stories. We're learning more right now about the young mother and her daughter who were run down yesterday by a suspected impaired driver in Salt Lake City. Libby Allen died and her two-year-old daughter, Clara, remains hospitalized with critical injuries sustained in that crash. Fox 13's Scott McCain is live near the scene with the very latest. Scott, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. And uh, already this year, Salt Lake police say this is the 11th traffic-related fatality in the city. And while all of them are terrible, this one seems especially tragic once you start to learn some of the details regarding all of this. According to a GoFundMe page set up for her family, Libby Allen had just turned 24 years old on Monday, and she was apparently five months pregnant with her second child. Yesterday morning, she and her daughter, Clara, two years old, they were simply out walking on the sidewalk on the north side of 1700 South. The man who allegedly ran them down, 53-year-old Jack Archibald, was heading east on the same street. But somehow he winds up crossing over into the westbound lanes before jumping the curb and running them over. 
Police say at that point, Archibald kept going, driving through a neighbor's front lawn and then back out onto 1700 South. However, he didn't get very far. Police finding him a short time later and taking him into custody. He's now in jail facing DUI and automobile homicide charges. And depending on the medical reports, which will determine exactly how far along Libby was with her second child, there is the possibility that Mr. Archibald could face an additional count of automobile homicide. We have a link to the GoFundMe that has been set up for Libby Allen on our website, fox13now.com. For now, we're live in Salt Lake City. Scott McCain, Fox 13 News. All right, and again, I want to thank Fox 13 for allowing me to use that sound. Okay, you know, this guy seems to be a moron straight up. I say throw the book at him. I can decide that. This is my show. I think the guy should be locked up. What he did was criminal. It is manslaughter in the first degree. Uh, it could be the second, third. It just doesn't matter. What he did was despicable. You cannot tell me that you didn't realize what happened and you thought that you were going to get away. Are you freaking kidding me? What kind of common sense or what kind of nonsense do you think that is going on here? And unfortunately, um, now a child lost her mom and now the mother who was pregnant five months now has lost everything. Okay, she lost her life. Obviously, the child was inside her womb is gone, and yet this guy decides, oh, I'm going to back up out of my neighbor's yard or a neighbor's yard or back up and just drive down the road. Eventually, he got caught in a short period of time, but that is so damn despicable, and it just drives me freaking crazy that people like this are on the road today. They're a freaking menace. Can the judges and the attorneys agree? Can we get some stiffer penalties? Can we do that? This mother died in vain if that guy gets a slap on the wrist and he walks out of jail like nothing happened. That is a slap in the face and she died in vain. It was all for naught. And I know everybody talks about, well, God has a plan for everybody. Okay, well, unfortunately, somebody decided to take things into their own hands when it came to that decision. And now, again, a child is now motherless. And that is so damn despicable. All right, here's a story that I got from CBS2 uh, out here in Los Angeles, CBS2 LA. And I appreciate them for allowing me to use sound. I, I have used CBS quite a bit. I use a couple other stations out here in Los Angeles more familiar with them than some of the other ones. And I'm more familiar with the California Highway Patrol because they're partnered up with uh, Distracted Driving. Uh, I've had several uh, ride-alongs with the California Highway Patrol. I've interviewed a couple of California Highway Patrol officers. Uh, I, I feel that they understand where I'm coming from. I understand where they're coming from. But here's a story. Uh, now, thank God that all three are now safe. But here's a story again from CBS2 out here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. CHP officers are recovering after being hurt in a fiery crash when a suspected DUI driver slammed their patrol vehicle, and as you see here, it burst into flames. This horrifying scene unfolded this morning on the 105 freeway in Downey. The lengthy investigation shut down the eastbound lanes for hours. KQL9's Rachel Kim is live at St. Francis Hospital in Linwood with an update. Rachel. 
One, all three of the injured officers are assigned to the CHP's Santa Fe Springs office, and they tell us that the female officer has been released and is now recovering at home. The two male officers still here at St. Francis with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Now, all of them survived a fiery crash caused by a driver who witnesses say was driving close to 100 miles an hour. A CHP cruiser burst into flames moments after an SUV slammed into it and the two officers sitting inside were pulled out of it. CHP had the lane closed with flares out. The driver applied no brakes and went straight into the CHP car. The CHP says just before 1.30 this morning, they were providing traffic control for a separate crash on the eastbound lanes of the 105 freeway near the Lakewood off-ramp when the driver of an SUV rear-ended a patrol car with two officers inside. The person who actually hit the CHP car was in the diamond lane going 90, 95, going faster, definitely faster than I was. A third officer who was standing outside of the vehicle was also struck. Yeah, bleeding from the back of his head, large neck contusion, uh, broken legs. Um, we went over and helped him out as much as we could. The impact left the cruiser and the SUV engulfed in flames. You can see how this could have ended tragically, but thankfully, it didn't. With several good Samaritan, along with the other officers, was able to pull the officer that was trapped inside the patrol car out of the vehicle and also pulled the officer that was laying in the carpooling away from the burning vehicle. The CHP tells us the three officers were taken to St. Francis Hospital while the 41-year-old driver of the SUV was arrested on suspicion of DUI. The fiery wreck shut down the freeway for over six hours. Traffic had to be diverted during the morning commute. Right now, investigators are still trying to determine if the officer standing outside was hit by the patrol car spinning out of control or by the SUV. Anytime that uh, something like this happened, um, we're very relieved to know that the three officers will recover from this. Several members of law enforcement have been coming by the hospital throughout the day to check on the officers. The CHP wants to thank the Good Samaritans and everyone who stopped to help the officers this morning. Reporting live in Linwood, Rachel Kim, KCAL 9 News. And again, I want to thank CBS to KCAL 9 out here in Los Angeles for allowing me to use the sound. It is a tragedy that this happened. That suspect was doing over or approximately 100 miles an hour, and yet, is she going to get a slap on her wrist? Is she going to be out walking about, or is she going to end up getting behind the wheel in less than a week or so? And would she end up doing the same thing again? That remains to be a mystery. All right, you're listening to SpectreDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. When I come back, what one thing all three of these have in common? I'll let you know that when we come back. Just about one minute. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Hey, there's no way you can hide it. 
If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com, and of course now this podcast show. Okay, we just had three stories. We had three different stories from three different states, you know, from Arizona, Utah, and in California. They all dealt with despicable things that have happened to other people, the victims, the perpetrators. seemed like nothing ever happened to them. They're fine. They're walking around. They're, like, coherent. They know what's going on. Well, maybe not all of them. That, the last one, the suspected DUI, no telling what the hell she was thinking. But here's a thought for you. If our judges and our courts would actually do the right thing, I don't want to hear about their rights. When they go to court, in my opinion, they lost their rights. When they are drunk like that, they crash into uh, the a California Highway Patrol officer injuring three. Or you're in Utah and you end up killing a mom that is pregnant. Or you end up killing a 13-year-old boy and then you still keep going and acting like nothing ever happened. And then you eventually get caught just a mile or so down the road. Where are the stiffer laws? Now, my question is, where are the equal rights for these victims? Where is the equal right for the victims, but yet you have a ton for the perpetrators? Let's change it around a little bit and not give the perpetrators that much leeway. I don't think it's a very good thing to do. I don't think it should happen. And quite honestly, to tell you the truth, it just can't happen that way. You need to lock them up. Lock them up, throw away the key. If you make examples out of some of these people, they'll pay attention. They're going to go, oh, crap, these guys are serious. It's like here in California, the old three-strike rule. You can kill or you can do some kind of bad thing three times before you get locked up. Despicable, despicable. All right, you're listening to DetectiveDriversBusted.com podcast show. Remember, I don't want to die today, do you? Don't let anyone take the sands of time within your own hourglass. Until next week, be safe.